Good morning, church. How are you today? Uh, warmest greetings from my home to yours. Uh, Malaysia Day is coming up in a few days' time, and I want to take the opportunity to wish all Malaysian and residents Selamat Hari Malaysia. Now, as a nation, we have come far from where we began, but there is still much room to grow. You know, sometimes when we look at the news and it's what happening in our land, it's very easy to pinpoint the flaws that are staring blatantly and openly in our faces. But there are still good things that's happening in our beloved country, which we can praise and thank God for. And church, in the midst of this global pandemic, which will soon be endemic for our nation, and in the midst of this um, unique political circumstances, there is a greater call for you and I to be disciples of Christ. Now, if ever there was a time for disciples of Jesus to shine, the time is now. If ever there was an urgency for followers of Jesus to get our act together, it is now. You know, Malaysia cannot afford to have wishy-washy, lackadaisical, nonchalant, lalang type of disciples. Malaysia needs Jesus. And you and I are the representatives of Christ here in this land. Now, if you are joining our service this morning and you are currently in another country, you are a representative of Christ wherever you are present. Now, all of us, we are Christ's ambassadors. We are His disciples. And I believe that it is very timely that as a church, you know, we are embarking on this intentional disciple-making church process. The IDMC process is helping us to align ourselves and to bring about clarity and cohesiveness in who we are as disciples of Jesus. You know, it's helping us to pause and to ask ourselves honestly, if you and I, are we truly disciples of Jesus? And this is indeed a new season with new opportunities for us to rise up as disciples of Christ. You know, there are four aspects to the IDMC, which are connect, equip, mentor, and release. And for the remainder of 2021, we are focusing on connect. You know, connecting to Christ, connecting to church, connecting to one another, and connecting to the cause, which is the mandate that God has given to us as His church. And this morning, we want to look into the Word of God and see what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us in this season of connecting to Christ. If you have your Bible with you, would you go with me to the book of Romans chapter 12? Romans chapter 12. The book of Romans uh, was written by the Apostle Paul and it's a very meaty, very theological, very deep uh, sort of letter. And he starts off with humanity being in exile when sin and death came into the world. He highlights that God came to the rescue through Jesus and the Holy Spirit leads us into a new life. And towards the later part of the letter, Paul touches on the practical shape of a redeemed person's way of living. And that's what we want to touch on today. And so Romans chapter 12, and we're just going to read from verse 1 and verse 2. Okay, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says this, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And this morning, I'd like to speak on the subject of Undisciple 101. How not to connect to Christ through the Word. Now, oftentimes, we talk about how we can read the Word, you know, how we can study, how we can get into the Word of God. And so today, we're going to come from a slightly different angle. Would you pray with me this morning, even as we look to the Word of God? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the moments that we share around your Word. And truly, in these moments uh, that we see you. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you begin to help us understand Help us to hear you correctly. Help us to see what you are doing in us and through us. And Lord, help us to believe and trust you more each day. So Lord, we thank you. We commit the rest of this time to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, most of you know that I have two boys. My eldest is five and uh, my second boy is around two years plus. You know, my third son is due to arrive in a couple of weeks' time. He is definitely going to add to the chaos and excitement to the home. And one thing I'm thankful for is that both of my boys are not really picky eaters. You know, majority of the time, they will eat almost anything. Of course, you know, they will have their moments when they are fussy about certain things, you know, but that's a given. Uh, they are kids. And you know what? Hey, even I, as an adult, am fussy about certain foods. Uh, you know, majority of the time, they will just gas up all the food that's on the table, especially fruits. When it comes to fruits, they have a bottomless stomach. And in fact, you have to sometimes stop them from overeating uh, all the fruits. Uh, they definitely... Uh, followed the footsteps of both uh, my wife and I in this area. We are foodies and we are a family who love food. You know, we are being true to our heritage as Malaysians. Now, because they have a good appetite, it also means that their output will match their input. Okay, you get what I mean. On a regular day, I will have to clean up both boys, you know, add together about maybe uh, two to three times a day, you know? And I also clean up our dog. And my dog does her business about twice a day. And so that's about four to five times of output that I have to clean up every single day. You know, for my dog, uh, there's nothing much I can do about her except when, the, when my boys uh, grow older. Hopefully, uh, they will help out. And I can't wait for the day my boys are able to clean up after themselves. No, I can't wait for them to grow up to that stage. No, everything about else about them can slow down a little bit. Huh? But the cleaning up after themselves, no, please, grow up faster. And you know, church, I'm thinking just as how it is a natural progression for children to grow up to be mature adults who are capable of standing on their two feet. Likewise, as disciple of Christ, it ought to be a natural progression for you and I to grow and mature as well. And part and parcel of maturing as a disciple of Christ is to be connected to Him and to stay connected to Him. You know, last week, Pastor Yiming talked about connecting to God. There is that transformation that takes place when we are connected to God and that is made possible because of Jesus, of what He ultimately has done for you and I. He has made that way 
possible. There is that acceptance. There is that life-changing experience which you and I have when we are connected to Christ. And one of the key ways for you and I to be connected to Christ is through the Word of God. The Word of God helps us to abide in Him. It helps us to remain in Him. It helps us to be connected to Him. And that Bible lays that foundation for us to be connected with Christ. No, in fact, I would say for anyone who is a disciple of Jesus, for anyone who is a genuine follower and believer of Jesus, the Word of God is a must. No, we can't say that we are growing and maturing as a disciple if the Bible is not part and parcel of our lives. There is no second guessing it. The Bible is an integral, foundational part of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Just think about it. Now, whatever we do in connecting with God, be it worship, prayer, you know, listening to sermons or teaching, it ultimately comes back to the Word of God. Now, why do I say so? Well, worship songs that are theologically sound are based on the timeless truth found in the Bible. You know, how about prayer? How do we learn how to pray? Through the Word of God. Jesus taught us how to pray in the Gospels. We see His example. We see His posture, His heart before the Heavenly Father. We see the many individuals, the Psalmists and the prophets in the Old Testament crying out, pouring out their hearts to God. Now, sermons and teachings, if they are true to what it is, they are definitely based on the Bible. You know, some people, they might have this thought, you know, oh, pastor, I don't need the Bible. You know, the Holy Spirit will speak to me personally in an audible voice. Um, well, okay, but let me tell you this. Whenever the Holy Spirit speaks in our lives, He will never, ever, never, ever, never, ever contradict the Word of God. In fact, He confirms and He brings to light an understanding of what is being said in the Word. And that is a confirmed 100% guarantee. You know, there are four things in life that are certain. The first one would be death. Death is imminent for all mankind. There is no escaping physical death. Unless you are like Enoch or Elijah from the Bible, you know, God took them physically from the earth. Well, so that's the first thing. The second thing that is certain in this life is that God loves us. And because of that, Jesus came to die for our sins and He made it possible for us to be with Him. So that's the second thing. The third thing that is certain is that Jesus is coming back soon. How soon? Only the Heavenly Father knows. And the fourth thing, the Holy Spirit never, ever, never, ever contradicts the Word of God. So yes, there are many ways for us to connect with Christ through worship, through prayer, through the many spiritual disciplines and the Bible. The Word of God is definitely one of the key ways for us to do so. And yet, for whatever legitimate reasons, there will be times where we will struggle in getting into the Word. There will be seasons in our lives for whatever reasons that we will find, we will find it very hard to get into the Word. And this morning, 
I just want to touch on three areas pertaining to our topic today. How not to connect to Christ through the Word. You know, I can personally identify with each of them from the various seasons of my own life. You know, and perhaps this morning, maybe you can identify yourself with one or two of them, or if not all of them. And as we go through each of them, can I encourage us to give room, just as we have sang the song earlier, to give room, to make room. Let us give room this morning to the Holy Spirit to nudge our hearts, to help us make better choices and to realign ourselves in getting into the Word of God in our lives. So, how not to connect to Christ through the Word? Well, first one, by eating it only once a week by eating the Word of God only once a week. Friends, that is not the way to connect to Christ through the Word. This is not going to cut it for the long haul. Now, growing and maturing as a disciple will be at its bare minimum if there is such a thing. If we only feed on the Word of God once a week when we gather on Sundays like what we are doing now. now perhaps some of us feel, no, we are doing not too bad. We eat the Word of God twice a week. You know, dua kali, you know. Once on Sundays and another time during cell or whenever live cell gathers. You know, perhaps if you are fairly new in the faith or perhaps if you are just discovering about the faith and haven't really made a decision about following Jesus, you know, it is understandably so. But the reality is that eating the Word of God once a week is not going to nourish us for the other days of the week. Now, just like how after going for a buffet, the next day we will still be hungry and we will still need to eat food. Now, Jesus, he even taught us this, give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say give us this day our weekly bread. He didn't say give us this day our monthly bread or our yearly bread. He said, give us this day our daily bread. Eating the word of God once a week is not going to cut it. And uh, in the passage we read earlier, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now highlight this in your Bible if you can. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It simply tells us this, our minds need renewing on a daily basis. No, I don't know about you, but I know I need the Word of God in my life every single day because it's very easy for me to slip up and to be just like the world. It's very easy for my priorities and my patterns and my habits to be like the world simply because of the very fact that I'm living in it. No, I'm exposed to the values and principles of the world every single day. No, when I look at the news, I see the values that the world has. When I look at social media, I see the priorities the world has. But because you and I, we are called to be in this world, but to be set apart from it, we need the Word of God to renew our minds daily. And to help us understand this, I'm, I just want to get this bowl here as an illustration. Imagine with me that our minds are like this 
glass jar here, all right? Okay? We wake up every day and we are exposed to all sorts of thoughts. You know, when we look at the news, you know, perhaps we may feel anxious about our lives. You know, vaccination for children and young people are not carried out yet. You know, the country is resetting, so to speak. And so, all these anxious thoughts will slowly come into our mind. And then when we see what's happening around us, wow, economy not so good. FDI going down. There are bills that need to be paid. Loans that need to be settled. We get stressed about all these things. And these things add to the jar. Now, if somebody cuts us on the road without showing their signal, we get very angry and perhaps we get even mad as well. Wow, this fella don't know how to drive. Wow, third way, this fella. And these thoughts come into our mind. And many other thoughts can occupy the space in our mind as well. And when we carry these thoughts for a prolonged period of time, it's not really healthy. Look at what's in the cup. It's terrible and it's not pleasant at all. And our unhealthy mind will lead to an unhealthy life. It will affect our relationships with people. It will affect our outlook of life. It will affect our choices. It will affect our life altogether. And that's why we need the Word of God each day. We need the Word of God to renew our minds moment by moment, day by day. And these unhealthy thoughts, of course, it will still be there. It will not be gone completely at first. But friends, when we learn to immerse our mind with the Word of God, when we learn to fix our eyes on the Word of God, our minds are renewed. We become what we behold. And whenever those unhealthy thoughts creep in again, we get ourselves in the Word. We find our bearings in the Word. We draw strength up from the Word. Look at this. Yes, it is still there. Certain things are still there. But we continue to immerse over and over Again, let's see what happens. When we learn to immerse ourselves completely with the Word of God, we come to a healthier place. We come to the place where God intended us for us to be. And so, church, if we do not want to connect to Christ through the Word of God, then very simple. Proceed with eating the Word of God once a week. But if you want to be His disciples, to be transformed in our lives, to have our minds renewed, then chew on the Word of God every single day. So that's the first thing. The next two that we're going to look at will apply to those of us who have been following Jesus for some time. You may identify yourself with either one of these or in fact, both of them. So secondly, how not to connect with Jesus through the Word 
is by being picky with what we eat. Being picky with what we eat. Now, the reality is that, church, we are living in a very consumeristic world. There is no doubt about it. We see major companies and organizations and brands coming up with all sorts of products to satisfy the needs and the wants of the customer. We see this happening in every sector of industry, you know, from food to clothes to property to cars to education to financial investments to going on holidays to government. We get to elect our government um, it's just that ours is a little bit strange and unique right now. And so for the good and for the bad, this is the world that we are living in. The good thing is we have a lot of choices. The bad thing is that we have too many choices. You know, just the other day, I had a craving to eat something in particular and I decided to order from Grab. But when I opened the app, Wow, I just didn't know what I wanted to eat anymore. There's just way too many choices. And friends, whether we are conscious of this or not, we carry this same consumer mindset to the Word of God. We pick what we want to read. We choose what we want to hear. Now, if the passage of Scripture feels a little bit heavy, it feels a little bit imposing, we become very quick to see how it can be applied to someone else. Now, say for example, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says this, huh? Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as a living sacrifice. To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Wow! This is confirmed not for me. This is especially for Ariel. Uh, not for me, but 100% for him. No, when it comes to being picky, we like to take the good parts and ignore everything else. We have selective hearing or selective reading. An example I can think of is this passage in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. And oftentimes, people use it for finances or rather specifically in giving to God. You know, our tithes, our offerings, our pledges. Luke 6 verse 38 says this, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Wow! Sounds wonderful, right? Give our tithes, give our offerings to God and it will be given to us. Pressed down, shaken, running over, poured into your lap. Walawe, best, wrong. This is not what the passage is talking about. It is talking about forgiveness. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Pressed down, shaken, running over. The measure we forgive others the same measure we will be forgiven. And when we are being picky with what we eat from the Word of God, you know what, church? We missed out on what the Holy Spirit wants to say in our lives. When we become choosy with what we want to hear from the Word of God, we missed out in knowing God's will for our lives. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
when we pick and choose from the Word of God to satisfy our itching ears, what we are doing is that we are limiting ourselves to be renewed in our minds and we put out a barrier, so to speak, in our lives to know God's good, pleasing and perfect will. And so, if we do not want to connect with Christ through the Word of God, then, being, then be picky with what we want to eat from it. If not, let us be open to what the Word of God is truly saying to us each day. You know, whenever we look at the Word of God, ask the Holy Spirit this. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? What are you wanting to do in me? My ears, my mind, my eyes, my heart are open to you. And you know what, church? When we dare to ask that of the Holy Spirit, He brings about such clarity and understanding from the Word of God. And our minds are renewed. Our lives are transformed. And lastly, how not to connect with Christ through the Word is by keeping the Word only in our heads. You know, friends, the Word of God is never meant to be kept in our heads alone. It is meant to, li to be left out. You know, knowledge is knowing what to do, but wisdom is doing it. I may know what the Bible says, but if I don't do it, that's not very wise. That's being rather foolish of me. You know, the Word of God is not meant to puff ourselves up, but rather, it is meant to teach us to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before God. You know, the Word of God moves from our head to our hearts, and from our hearts to our hands and feet. And the Apostle Paul knew that it is much easier to store the Word of God in our minds and not live it out. You know, after all, he was a trained Pharisee. He knew the Torah from the inside out. But the practical side of living it out was not really there. Or rather, it was taken to the extreme, to the point it was distorted. Uh, it changed what it really meant to live out the Torah. And that's why he said what he said in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. At the start of the passage that we read today, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says this, Therefore, I urge you, Brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, Paul is saying, you know, hey, everyone, you know about God's mercy. You've been taught about it through the scriptures. You have heard about it. You have experienced the love of God through Jesus. Now go and live it out. You know, in other words, what Paul is saying that what we know ought to be internalized so that we can externalize it in our walk. Moving from our head to our heart and from our heart to our hands and feet. And I love how the Apostle Paul feels the rest of Romans 12. And you can read Romans, the remaining of Romans chapter 12 on your own. The rest of chapter 12 talks about moving from our heart to our hands and feet. Now, Paul talks about being part 
of the body of Christ. He highlights living together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, how we ought to relate to one another using our giftings. He also mentioned about loving people, about blessing those who persecute us, and that we ought to overcome evil with good. And that's really a lot of living out. And when we live the Word of God out, we see the Word of God clearer and we see the Word of God in action. We see it come alive, transforming and changing us, renewing our minds and working through us so that others can experience God just as how you and I have experienced Him and are still experiencing Him day to day. You know, when my late grandma was still with us, I remember growing up, we would often go back to Penang and stay with Ama during Chinese New Year or during uh, school holidays. You know, my Ama was, became a believer around 1997 and she would regularly attend the Hokkien service at the church she was attached with. She would try her best not to miss any of the service or any of the midweek prayer meetings or Bible study. And the reason was because the church she was attending was actually located about 5 to 10 minutes walk away from her house. It was very convenient for her to go to church. And I remember uh, whenever we stayed with her, she would play some sort of an audio device, you know, every morning ever since she purchased that audio device. Now, it's one of those small MP3 players where you can put a tiny memory card in it and it had a very loud, a very annoying speaker. And somehow, she managed to get hold of an audio Bible in Hokkien. You know, probably my aunt who was staying with her helped her with it. And my ama who played that device uh, would play that device every single day for a minimum of 15 minutes. Now, I don't know how much she actually understands from the audio Bible because my ama, she didn't have the opportunity of an education. No, she probably understood half of the audio Bible or less, but she had such simplicity in her faith. She had such simplicity in believing in Jesus and in wanting to know Him more. And in her simple faith, she just wanted more of the Word because to her, it means having the opportunity to get to know her Saviour and Lord better each day. Now, I don't remember how Ama was before she was a believer. But from what I hear of her, she was one tough nut. But what I can remember of her after she became a believer was her simple faith in Jesus. She was a still a tough nut until the day she went back to heaven, but she was a tough nut for Jesus. That transformation took place in her life through her simple faith in Jesus as she consumed, as she heard the word of God. And what is said in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes from hearing the word of God is so true in her life. And I believe that many of us this morning we can testify of how our lives have been changed through the Word of God. We have tasted it. We have seen it. We are changed by it. We are changing still by the Word of God. And perhaps this morning, there are some of us who have not really dug into the Word. Now, maybe we are still considering if this really matters in our lives. 
Now, perhaps there are some of us, for whatever reason, we, we, we have been putting the Word of God on hold. Now, perhaps we can identify with any of the three things that we mentioned earlier. But this morning, can I encourage all of us not to be an undiscipled Christian and that we will continue to connect with Christ through His Word. May we give space to the Word of God each day in our lives. May the Holy Spirit bring about clarity and understanding as we be open to all that He wants to say and to all that He wants to do in us and through the Word of God. May we not just have the knowledge of the Word, but the wisdom and the courage to live it out till we see Jesus face to face.